Hey gang, welcome back to the Backdoor Cover Network. Tonight, we are betting everything with wheels, and as always, I'm joined by my main man, Captain Shock Steve. Steve, what's happening? Hey man, it's been a, I know it's been a couple weeks, so uh, nice to be back. We've had a lot of uh, early week racing Thursday, Friday night, so it's always tough to fit this in this schedule, unfortunately, when you have a lot of not going on during the week, so got a nice uh, open... Friday night schedule, so nice to be back on the show. It sure is, but the uh, yeah, the early the early week stuff, uh, the Thursday Friday night, um, you know, it really hinders us because the books don't put out their entire betting board until those times, and you know, we're we're locked into to races and putting out cards for the Discord and all that stuff, so it gets gets real tough this time of year. But here we are, we're heading to Texas. We've got the usual. Saturday Sunday schedule mixed in with a little Japan Formula One that's keeping us on our toes. Their uh, FP3 session is happening right now, qualifying at 2 a.m. on Saturday morning. So we got a lot going on. It's a busy day. We're heading to Texas. Steve, let's talk Xfinity. We've seen Justin Allgaier, you know, really, really, uh, you know, be impressive the last few weeks. And uh, he cashed a winner for us on Friday night, I believe at Bristol, after pitting from the front by himself, four tires, uh, heading back into the mid-teens in the pack and driving the thing to the front for a Speedway Steve 2 victory. Steve, what are we looking at at Texas? Because it's certainly different than Bristol, uh, besides a, a very, very boring Saturday afternoon. Yeah, that, uh, that you know, Bristol was good to us on Thursday night, and I believe in, uh, you know, obviously an Xfinity was good to us. I know, uh, I remember you texting me, and you're like, oh, boy, this is, is this the right call? You know, all guys pitting here. He's, you know, Bristol, not not the easiest track to overtake, you know, overtake or, you know, pass on. So, luckily enough, the tires mattered, you know, I, I think more so in Xfinity than, than the Cup Series. So, yep, all guys drove through the field, and that was a nice, nice one, uh, nice one to get there. Yeah, so. listen, I wasn't questioning the strategy. I actually said, rest in peace, all guy or win tickets, I think is what I said. And I was wrong, and I've never been so happy to be wrong in my life because we got paid. Yeah, that was cool. It's always nice to have a guy that's on the right strategy and kind of just uh, move through the field and pretty much kind of a no sweat towards the end of the race. So that was nice, nice thing to see. Yeah, dude, you, you said all guys here, and then there was a flash of red on my television. I was like, "Oh shit, we are we are back live, baby. These are going to be a good good thirty laps." So uh, that worked out. We probably lucked out with with uh, Junior catching on fire in the cockpit. That really that really helped us because he he probably had the car to beat. And I hate mayonnaise, right. but I love Junior. Uh, so happy to see it. But what are we looking at on this this boring boring half mile? Um, I'm hoping that the Xfinity cars, which I think have just been a better product all year long, put on a, a better show than what we'll probably see on Sunday. How should we direct our focus? Yeah, so the rumor going around a little bit is that maybe this PJ1 is starting to finally wear out. And, you know, I think uh, IndyCar had some better racing last time they were there here at Texas. I think um, even, the, the, you know, the next-gen car was okay when it came to Texas last year. So... And, you know, Xfinity is always putting, you know, on pretty good shows for 
for the for the viewers. So hopefully they do have a decent product out there tomorrow. We'll see. We haven't seen practice anyway. We haven't seen qualifying yet. So you know, um, it always depends where these guys start. You know, who starts where. It depends on you know if they're trying to get to the field or not. So we'll see how that all late you know all lands tomorrow for that yes. for the race. So yes, sir. Yes, we will. Um, I, I think, you know, we, we both landed on similar outrights. Um, you know, when we were yeah. texting back and forth, it seemed like we, we, we landed on the same two guys. I liked Cole Custer a lot. You also liked Cole Custer a lot. And then we, we both kind of talked to each other, talked to each other into Sammy Smith. Um, so we're on a Ford and we're on a lot of Toyota this weekend. So we, we've got Custer it looks like at plus 750 at DraftKings and Sammy Smith at 16 to 1 at DraftKings. So either one of those comes home. Should be a nice little payday. Steve, how did we get there on Custer? Yeah, so I'm just kind of looking at, you know, his comparison tracks this year. He kind of ranks out third in what I'm looking at. Projected to finish around fourth or so. So when you look at the price, you're getting plus 750. So you all we need is a little bit of fumble from Allgaier or John Hunter. See what I did there with football season. Fumble. I see what you did. Yeah, it's week three, <laughs> and that's our first football pun. Well done, sir. <laughs> so gotta keep, gotta keep, gotta, gotta stay relevant a little bit here with the football season. So hopefully, uh, Allgaier Nemechek fumble the ball a little bit here for Custer to kind of sneak in the back door. Uh, there you go again. Back door one. cover, man. You are just on fire tonight. <laughs> got him steve you you got him rolling yeah man so yeah Custer plus 750 seems to be the best price uh across the board um i liked where Custer kind of was at kansas his car seemed to be pretty good before running over a tire carcass that pretty much cost him the race i think it was running p3 maybe p2 somewhere in that range yeah just really it. unfortunate bad luck for Custer in that race but his piece his speed seemed to be right there with them and you know amongst the top three cars yep he was he was making a charge that day as well uh so that was sad to see but the the raw speed was good um so I, I like Custer a lot here um but the you know maybe tell us about Sammy Smith and then we'll we'll talk about my my next point yeah, so John Hunter has, you know, he's had a lot of pace this year in a mile and a half. He was pretty good at Bristol last week, too. So, again, typical to think about uh, Joe Gibbs racing, having speed at intermediate tracks. Texas, I, I would think that's going to be no different. You got Trevor Bain running this week in that, you know, superstar car. And then uh, Sammy Smith is the kind of guy that the books are forgetting about this week. Again, the forgotten uh, man. Yeah, I, I think he had top three pace last week, and uh, he, he had, again, had long odds. So I don't think uh, they really adjusted all that much for him this week. So 16-1, to 1, he got that laying out there. It seems pretty good. I think Sammy, you know, oh, he, again, he's I think he's kind of forgotten about. So 16-1, to 1, feels pretty good. Happy to – I think, you know, Texas is, you know can kind of be – be a, a track where you can get in a little bit of trouble. It feels like there's a lot of cautions at Texas. It's a difficult racetrack. The two ends are different. Turns one and two is kind of uh, a little bit flatter. Got to be on, you know, off throttle a little bit more. Three and four is more wide open. So I think you can definitely have some uh, some chaos here. So if that's what we get, then uh, Custer and Sammy Smith, like the two guys that can kind of come to the finish line unexpectedly. 
Totally agree. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at my my comparison track matrix here, and uh, I'm using Charlotte, Kansas, Texas, Las Vegas, and uh, Allgaier rates out number one, um, you know, on these these tracks. Yeah. And so I, I'm, I'm looking for a way to get down on Allgaier, but, right. uh, you know, the only matchups, uh, you know, market-wide I'm seeing is against John Hunter, and then Superbook is offering against Austin Hill, which I have no interest in. Uh, because if this becomes a pitting contest, everybody's going to lose to Austin Hill. Um, so what do you think about maybe a pivot to the top three for Allgaier at plus 110 and beyond? I think that's completely fair. You're getting you know plus money there for a top three finish for Allgaier. He's also number one in my metrics. I have him projected to finish second. So that seems good to me. You're getting plus 110, you're getting a guy that's projected to finish right up there. So... Um, I think he's going to be competitive with John Hunter for sure. And I, I like where uh, Allgaier is this year. I like where his momentum is, like, you know, coming off a win. That's always a good thing. And I think he's been good at Texas historically. He's number one and number two for track history in my uh, metrics. So, Yeah, and an important one that I always look at is uh, average running position on these comps. And he's number one in that at 6.7. Uh, he ranks up there in average fast laps. He's third, average laps led. Uh, looks like he's third in that as well. So just a consistent performer all the way around. I'm I'm cool with getting on board at the top three. A quick shop shows me I can get plus 120 at bet 365. So I'm laying it there. Um, what else are we looking at? It looks like there's a couple head-to-heads that you wanted to spotlight. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You got some more positions. You got top three and a top five. So bring the noise. Yeah, just uh, back in Custer again for a top three. I just, you know, he's rejected to finish third overall. Uh, four, I said fourth, but, you know, he's going to be third best driver when it comes to uh, when you look at the raw standings. So plus 210 feels really good. And then I'm back in his, you know, the teammate of first Stuart Haas Racing, Riley Herbst. He seems to be a guy that has a lot of value on DraftKings. He's 45 to 1 to win. I think that's a little, I think you're asking a little bit much for 45 to 1 to win. But, um, I, you know, when you look at the matchups, he's against uh, Kligerman with even money. So you're getting 15 more dollars of value for Herps to win, you know, to, uh, to win. That kind of, you know, sprinkles down to the top three and top five markets. So, I'm okay with uh, looking at uh, top five here, plus 500. He is projected roughly ninth or 10th. That's kind of where he usually runs. So, again, if you get that chaos, late race restart kind of deal, maybe something else happens to the front runners and then Herps and kind of uh, assert his way into the top five at a nice price. Yep, I've got him uh, rated 10th, uh, but he does, you know, qualify with some fast laps um you know and his average running position is decent so he he could be in the mix if he can stay out of trouble and that's been his mo here uh recently the, the guy is just snake bitten um you know with bad luck um you know in his playoff push so unfortunate for riley herps but I, I i think he's still motivated to win i mean that's what all he's been talking about uh you know in his his uh, care center interviews after accidents so uh that sure would be nice to cash a, a plus 500 there and then we're on a couple matchups, Steve. You're on Cole Custer over Austin Hill at nearly a pick'em price, minus 105 at DK, and Daniel Hemrick over Chandler Smith, minus 110 at DK. 
I thought I saw that Daniel Hemrick had some trouble getting through inspection today, which I like. I'm all about a cheater car. <laughs> Tell me about these two matchups. Yeah, I did see that. I think I saw a, a pit crew member got ejected. Was there any further penalties beyond that, or was that the extent of it? I think they're losing a, a crew member for Charlotte. Okay, so then that doesn't matter this for this week. All right, that's all good for us then for this week. So uh, I, I really think Hemrick has kind of come around a little bit as far as his recent forum goes. Uh, I like where he's at this year for uh, – for comparison tracks, and I like where he is for track history. You know, I know some of that was with Joe Gibbs Racing, but when you compare him to Chandler Smith, uh, I, I feel like Chandler Smith has kind of dropped the ball a little bit this season, especially lately. Uh, mechanical problems, things just haven't been going his way. I feel like he's kind of lost some of his mojo and some confidence. I, I was really high on him to begin the season, but – Lately, he's kind of not really been his been himself. So, uh, Hemrick, I got him in twenty five to one, and uh, Chandler's twenty eight to one. So, when you look at the raw pricing, seems like Hemrick's the play there. I've got Hemrick projected here to finish around sixth or seventh, and I've got Chandler around tenth. So, I like where kind of Hemrick is. He's he's going to Cup Series next year, and you know I don't know how it's going to go, but I feel like he's kind of coming into his own before he goes back to uh, full-time cup racing. Yeah, I've, I've got a disparity between these two fellas as well. I've got Hemrick 8th, Chandler Smith 13th. Um, you know, and and I'm kind of excited to see Daniel Hemrick in the cup series because we, we normally get a few more cup matchups than Xfinity matchups. So hopefully we can fade this guy because I, I think he's very poor against good competition. Um, you know, he probably should stay put in this Xfinity series. But here we are. With an opportunity to make some money on Daniel Hemrick, I'm heading to the window with you, buddy, and I'll take Hemrick over Chandler Smith as well. Uh, the only thing I worry about, again, in any Austin Hill matchup, is no matter how good or how bad he is, uh, that pit crew finds a way to get him up front. Uh, hopefully, Custer is the class of the field and and you know gets it done without that mattering too much. So, uh, I like both of those plays. I'm with you. Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, Texas is a track that's not really that heavy on the tire wear, so we may see some strategy, uh, things like that. So uh, pit crews, always important, but I don't think this is, you know, top priority for this, you know, uh, for this track. So I kind of want to definitely uh, weigh the on pay, you know, of on track and strategy performances a little bit higher this week. Love it. Love it. Cool. Uh, do you have any other couch cushion bets that maybe I'm unaware of? I might have one. Let's hear it. Um, I, I don't have a whole lot, so let's kind of take over this week for that. I but. am I am piggybacking off of your Sammy Smith outright, and I like him over Brandon Jones, minus 130. Uh, you know, we've been fading Brandon Jones. Uh, that's at Superbook. We've been fading him all year long. We're on his under one and a half win total. He had a car probably capable of winning last week and found a way to mess it up. Um, the guy's no good. He's just got money, I, I would imagine. I like Sammy Smith here to get it done. I know it's a, a little bit juicy, minus 130, but I, I just I like the talent Sammy Smith brings and his learning curve. Boy, I mean, you know, his second and third trips back to tracks, he's just he's so much better. So he's going to have a fast hot rod, and I think Brandon Jones is going to, I don't know, probably poop himself again. 
Yeah, I like what you we brought up there. I think uh, you're definitely right about a rookie coming back here for the second time and and showing some more pace. So you get it. You get you know, Brennan Jones is uh, has been in this series for a long time. So I don't see him really learning a whole lot after the first time around. So I think definitely you can see Sammy Smith coming back here and performing better. So that's a good find for you. Boom, we're in. Uh, locking that in. And that's all I got for the Xfinity series. Should we move on to the Cup, guys, or did you have any surprises? No, that's it. Let's move on to the Cup. And uh, I know we got a lot to um, unravel, you know, from last year. But it was kind of a you know, chaotic race. So let's – what do you think is going to happen this year at Texas? I, I don't think the teams are going to be as aggressive with – the air pressure um you know we saw a lot of tire failures last year uh with these teams pushing the envelope running low pressure and um you know the seams and the 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 track really created havoc you know if if you hit that thing at the wrong angle um it was like an insta flat and um i just you know I, i read some things about some goodyear representatives that they're working more closer with teams to let them know where that line in the sand is not to cross um, so I think the teams will be a little bit more informed this year to make better decisions. And hopefully we don't see a lot of that, that, you know, those tire failures, cause they claimed a lot of good cars last year, including Christopher Bell. Yeah. You know, we always talk about Christopher Bell. He's going to be on the car this week. Uh, we've got spoiler. We're probably going to be on some Toyotas this week. So See Bell definitely going to be top of the not quite top of the list there, but he will be on the card, and uh, he is a guy that you can kind of rely on to always. You see, like the past couple weeks, he's been sticking that thing on the pole. So when you get a guy that's going to practice well, qualify well, that line's going to drop. So we've got a good price on DraftKings, eleven to one. That was the best across the board, and uh, kind of still like it there. I think it's on the. 10 to 1. So if you're still shopping around, that's uh, goes good to me. And I like where he is. I like where, you know, C. Bell finally finished a race last week at Bristol. So his his motto has kind of been qualify up front, finish towards the back. Uh, that did not apply last week. He qualified up front and kind of just played out the race and stayed up there the whole time and had a good finish. So maybe this is a turning point for C. Bell. Yeah, I mean, he has historically had a ton of success at Texas. Uh, he had two third-place finishes in a row, um, you know, and he's won a, a bunch of Xfinity races here. It's almost like the guy was born with a 10-gallon hat on, you know, and, and a pair of a pair of boots with, with spurs on them, and that's what his first diaper change was in because the, the guy loves this racetrack. And uh, if you're lucky enough to have Bet365 or Superbook, you can still, at this very moment, get 12-1, to 1, which is a great price for C bell. Uh, and it looks like, like you said, Steve, that his team finally put an entire race together. We kept waiting for that pit crew to, to yeah. mess up and, and send bell to the back and it never happened. So maybe they're turning the corner. I think I want a little piece of C bell this week. Like you said. Yeah, this was the kind of time of the year where that team came around and started to win races in the playoffs. Uh, they seem to come out really clutch. So maybe this, you know, again, that's another angle for, for, uh, for, Christopher here, maybe this is the time he pours it on. So let's hope that this is, uh, we see a repeat, you know, history repeat itself. Would be nice. Would be nice. Um, you know, you said we were on some other Toyotas. It looks like Ty Gibbs will grace the card this week. Yep. Another, you know, 
let I guess just get through all the uh, the Toyotas, right? So we got uh, I added Truex nine to one on FanDuel. Um, well, that's new to me. Yeah, so uh, go ahead and uh, pencil that one in for an ad. Um, Truex, that was kind of a last minute one. I think it's moved a little bit, but um, this is you know this is an interesting spot for him. Um, definitely want to talk about Gibbs, but you know, Toyota as a whole, pretty good in mile and a half this year. They've got a lot of speed. Um, going to be a bunch of those guys, but Truex, uh, he, it, he kind of has a, you know, second chance to prove himself in the playoffs. He really snuck through the first round. So I think at this point, he's, his mindset kind of is like, you know, he's kind of playing with house money now. He's back on top, you know, when it comes to the playoff standings. So kind of a breath of fresh air again. He's going to have another chance to redeem himself and get back into it. So he's been really strong uh, on intermediates. And I kind of like, you know, we're getting, it feels like a good price. You know, he's been up, usually he's been up there as a fit with, you know, as a favorite this year. So I'm going to buy the dip a little bit for Truex. And as you mentioned, Ty Gibbs, another Toyota teammate, he's not in the playoffs. However, been running strong. You know, he's been riding some good form, really strong at Bristol last week. So I just want to, you know, get back in on him a little bit. And, you know, he's, he's again, another guy that always qualifies well, always runs, you know, well in practice. So I, just, I want to get, you know, buy in before you miss the price on Ty Gibbs. So any thoughts on those two guys? I mean, if, if Truex wins and, you know, he's on our card, then, then that'll almost be like a sweep. You know, he would have accomplished a lot of things this week, like getting Danica Patrick fired from Sky Sports, which is always a, you know, a big win for us. And then, you know, maybe we can cash a ticket. So I do like the Martin Truex good vibes uh, train that we're going to be, be riding here. But, you know, seriously, Ty Gibbs has been a rocket in practice and qualifying. So that number will certainly shorten. Uh, so we definitely want to grab it while we can. Um, another another couple of Fords that maybe we should touch on. Looks like we're going to be back in Brad Keselowski and Ryan Blaney as well out of that, that red oval stable. Yep. So uh, Blaney was my fa- actually my favorite. So moving on from Toyota, I kind of take a look at some other manufacturer drivers. Uh, Blaney... For me is, you know, Blaney and Kozlowski. So they're going to be the other two guys that we back with the Ford camp. Kind of a, so kind of riding Ford and um, Toyota this week. So Blaney was kind of like my number one guy that I like the most. Uh, you got a really good price at Superbook, 18 to 1. Uh, Blaney, this, uh, this is just a very, very good race track historically for him. He won the all-star race here and... You know, he was really strong here last year in practice. He was number one, I believe, when he looked at, when he looked at those numbers. Uh, he's been good, you know, not great this year, but good on intermediate tracks. He won at Charlotte, which is a very close, comparable track when you look at the metrics. So Blaney's still in the playoffs. So there's a lot of boxes that check off here for, for Blaney this week. Um, Going to be a very hot um, Texas super hot race. Uh, not sure how that really factors into it. But I remember him being really good at Atlanta when it was, you know, with the warmer temperatures. You know, you know, old Atlanta, obviously referring to, kind of run the bottom a lot, similar to 
you know, Texas, we were really run the paint in the white line, et cetera. So him and Brad, Brad Keselowski, uh, super strong, really good recent form. RFK has really stepped their game up. Good track for Brad Keselowski. Uh, again, last year also a lot of pace for Brad when, you know, even last year, RFK wasn't really where they're at now. Uh, they still had good pace unloading at this track. So you kind of uh, multiply that hopefully this year uh, and get some good things going for Brad as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I like back in RFK, especially, you know, since since both teammates are in the playoffs here. Uh, this is This is, you know, a team that has really, really developed over the past year and a half. It's fun to see. Uh, Brad's got one of the best pit crews in the business. So, um, you know, I, I don't mind getting behind Brad and, and the Fords seem to perform well when it's hot and it's going to be hot. Um, I don't know if it's the grip or the downforce or what it is, but, um, you know, we, we find it imperative to, to back a few Ford drivers here. Yeah. And those are the two we landed on. So I'm, I'm with it, buddy. Um, yeah. Toyota like, especially. Go ahead. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, sorry. Toyota especially runs well in, in, in warm attempts. Chevy seems to be the, you know, the manufacturer specifically that seems to struggle when it comes to warmer temperatures. I think I, met, I heard something about Alex Bowman. He's won all his races in cooler temperatures, so this could be a detriment for that team. Uh, you know, Hendrick. Um, Trackhouse has been way off the pace, so they, they may struggle again this week. So definitely some opportunities for, you know, to, to take some other, you know, other teams this week in uh, Ford and Toyota. So wanted to sneak awesome. that fact in there. What well, feels like a pretty good winner's portfolio there. Uh, let's move on down the card a little bit. We've got Bubba Wallace for a top three, plus 500 uh, market-wide, plus 525 at Superbook. Steve, you're you're on Bubba. Uh, he had a, a fast car here last year, um, you know, for a little while, and uh, he's still in the playoffs now. So what do you what do you think about Bubba? Yep, so um, Bubba's kind of going to be a guy that's going to be shooting for the moon because he's going to be kind of lower in the point standing, so he needs probably three really good races this round. He's got three good tracks. He's, you know, Texas is pretty good for him. He's been good at intermediates. Uh, we know he's really good at Talladega. Uh, and then Roval, you know, if he's not, if he's out of it at the Roval, you know, that's, that's probably going to be the end of it. So he knows he's got to start out hot these first few races. So this is a good place to do it. Um, he's, he was fast here last year. looks like maybe fourth best in practice here last year. He's got good recent form. He's around, you know, top 10 in recent form. So yeah, I just like, I like what, what Bubba's kind of bringing to the table. Can't argue there. Um, you know, Bubba, Bubba's been been pretty good in a, in a variety of different different places that you wouldn't expect this year, and uh, yeah, I you know we we've backed them a lot. The, the books seem to not respect them all that much, and uh, we're we're happy to take the value. So uh, we've got a load of top ten plays to get through. Uh, Brad Keselowski minus one twenty, Bubba Wallace even money, Eric Jones plus two eighty, Austin Dillon eight to one. Is it because? Uh, Austin, let's keep Austin weird in, in Texas. Is that is that what's happening here? Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, um, yeah, Austin Dillon has you know not a guy you want. You'd probably look at and say, well, you you know, this is definitely a guy I want to bet. You know, I want to bet on. But this is a situation where you're looking at a top ten price. You know, plus eight hundred. You know, um, Texas is a race that can get a little crazy for sure. So definitely, it's a nice. 
play to have a little bit, you know, a little bit of insurance to kind of fall back on if, if things happen up front. So and we know that can just happen. To, just to back up that point, Steve. So uh, we've got an outlier price at FanDuel at the eight to one. It's about uh, between four to one and you know plus five fifty market wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in my my comparable track matrix, which again is Charlotte, Kansas, Texas, Vegas during the uh, the next gen era, Austin Dillon has been in ten qualifying races and has three top tens in those. So three out of ten, the math matches up real good. Uh, that makes that eight to one very, very, you know, nice to have in your, in your pocket. Yeah, I think he's won a race here before based on strategy. So, yeah, you know, also I think you know, Austin Dillon I think is one of the kings, you know, of strategy. He he, he always seems to start towards the back. He always seems to find his way towards the front though by the end of the race. So. Not a guy gonna find leading laps, but you know he always seems to put himself in position at the end. So plus eight hundred, I'm more than happy to go with that. I think this is one of his better racetracks. Um, RCR is you know competitive enough to get to get that car out to where it needs to be. So just kind of a little sprinkle, right? And we've talked about Brad, we've talked about Bubba, Eric Jones plus two eighty has kind of had a resurgence here over the last month. Uh, that team seemed to have found some speed. Uh, looks like they, you know, maybe found a driver. I don't know, dare I say. Um, but Eric Jones has looked pretty darn good uh, compared to what they were in the beginning of the year with Legacy Motorsports. Is this just a numbers grab, or do we really think Eric Jones is going to cash a ticket? Yeah, I mean, at this price has moved down a little bit from 280. I think it's at 250 now. So uh, we're not the only ones, I guess, that kind of like where Eric Jones is. So. Uh, really fast. I mean, he was, he was really good at, I believe it's Kansas. He was running inside the top five. Uh, I think something eventually happened to where his day might have, you know, came to an end at some point, but, um, just really, really strong, uh, recent form past five or so weeks is a big upswing. Uh, very good at Bristol last week too. That's why, you know, he's good at Bristol, but you know, this team has just come out of nowhere. Carson host of our, teammate in the 42 car was running inside a top five. It took him for a little bit of a live outright got a little unlucky. He had a loose wheel at the, at the, uh, on his last run. So even with that in mind, he still finished, you know, 11th, I think. So, these cars have found pace. So now you're getting Eric Jones plus 280 for a top 10. And he was good here last year. I have him sixth for in practice. I have him 12th for track history. And, you know, recent form, as I mentioned, he's 13th, 14th in that range. So overall, kind of projected to finish around 15th. So you're getting plus 280. Uh, and that's super doable. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, I hate it because it feels like Noah Gregson might have been holding him back because as soon as he left, this team got fast. And uh, I don't want to think like that, but if I had conspiracy music on the uh, the soundboard, I would certainly use it. Uh, but I'm, I'm all in. I like backing Eric Jones, and we finally got uh, some speed to, to do that. So um, let's move on to the head-to-heads. We've got Chris Busher in a couple of them. We're taking Busher over Kyle Busch, minus 108 at FanDuel. And we're also going to go Chris Busher – over the people's champ, Chase Elliott, minus 110 Superbook. Steve, Chase Elliott is 19th in my uh, my predictive matrix. Where do you have him? 
I don't have him quite that low, but I do know that he has come out and verbally said he just doesn't like Texas. They don't get along that well. So I'm more than happy to take a guy in Chris Buescher, who is riding a very hot hand. RFK is on fire. And I am very happy to be on the other side of most Chase Elliott matchups this week. So last year he was riding out front. Uh, Of course, he was one of the victims of the tire issues. So not very relevant to the handicap, but um, definitely leaves him with, you know, some bad memories in his head. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, And then, you know, we're also on Ryan Blaney over Chase Elliott at a pick on price. Yeah, Blaney is, you know, already on Blaney to uh, win the race. Um, perfectly happy with taking him to, to beat Chase Elliott. Uh, this is a good price on Superbook, minus 110. All good there. Uh, he's minus 130 on DraftKings. I've contemplated taking that. It's It's super... It's a little sketchy, but I, you know, if if that's all you got, I would go ahead and ride it. But definitely, uh, minus one ten is a good price on Superbook. And uh, yeah, Elliot Elliot just stinks here. So uh, any action you can get down, fading Chase. Uh, you know, he's been he's been good over the recent weeks. You know, he was solid at Bristol, but that doesn't matter here. So um, let's get to the window and fade Chase Elliot. We're also looking at Ty Gibbs over Kevin Harvick. And, you know, Kevin Harvick, his quest for a, a final championship is over. Just a real putrid effort last week. Um, don't know what's going on over there at RCR. Or I'm not at RCR, at uh, SHR. Yeah, I got I got my alphabet mixed up. Um, <laughs> but they, they were just not very good. Did not give Harvick anything to work with there. And it looks like we're, we're getting some more uh, win shares on Ty Gibbs. Yeah, you know, Ty, we talked about Ty Gibbs and his recent form and his uh, prowess lately. Uh, you know, Kevin Harvick at this point, you got to believe he, he is mentally checked out. He's got his uh, broadcast suit already prepped and hanging up in the closet, just ready to be worn. So Probably freshly pressed. I would imagine he's against wrinkles. <laughs> you know, he's, he's probably a, a sharp dresser. Yeah, definitely. You have to be if you're going to be your uh, – future broadcaster with Fox sports. So, um, yeah. So going to hope, go ahead and, um, back Ty Gibbs here. And, um, also going to take Ty Gibbs in the group. I really like this group. The numbers actually moved in a, in a good, in good direction. Got, um, plus three thirty Now I'm going to be fading Chastain, Logano and Harvick in that group. So I could fade. I could talk about, I could talk all day how I don't like Chastain, Logano, or Harvick in this race. And yeah, we just, all, yeah. I was just going to say, we don't have enough uh, recording time left <laughs> on our StreamYard account uh, for this month to do that. But uh, yeah, Ross Chastain has been just utterly disappointing ever since Nashville. Uh, Logano, he is another of the former champs that uh, was eliminated from championship contention. Uh, this just feels like a really good group to get all guys, you know, get Gibbs against guys dipping in performance. Yep. You say you're fading two Fords and Logano and Harvick. So uh, Logano uncharacteristic race last week. You think of Logano, you think of a guy that kind of steps up in big moments. Just didn't happen last week. Uh, Harvick 
you know, think of a guy, you know, really, really good historical, you know, statistics, statistics at Bristol, and he kind of just showed up and had absolutely nothing. So, and, and then you look at Chastain, his recent form is absolutely abysmal, as you already mentioned. Chastain, I've got 20th for track history, and I got 17th for recent form. He's struggled in practice here last year. So I don't know. I, his teammate Suarez, same same deal. He not you know not great here, not great recent form. So Ty Gibbs, I just feel like that's definitely. I think that's probably the play of the podcast. Ty Gibbs group group bet plus three thirty. The P O T P. Love it. <laughs> that's new. We've been doing this for three years, and uh, we've never had a P O T P play, and here we are. That's the one. That's the first one. The inaugural play the podcast. I love Gibbs here, like you said, and we got price movement in the right direction. So fire away. Um, Steve, do you have any couch cushion bets, anything I don't know about? You sprung the Martin Truex on me. Is there anything else hiding up your sleeve? That'll be it for now. As you know, though, we have not seen cars on track at all for the uh, NASCAR yet. So going to be definitely... Probably adding some more matchups, I would think. Definitely going to get some more matchups on the card. We'll do that after we see some on the track and we get some lap times. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. Love to hear it. Yeah, we're a little light in the head-to-heads, a little heavy on the winners. So we'll certainly be adding over in the book club, which you can join. Uh, we don't turn anybody down. You can join over at www.thedgensdegens.net or everyonehateswentz.com you'll get a three-day free trial and then it's 25 dollars a month you get exclusive access to all of the speedway steve 2 racing plays in addition you'll get steve's golf plays which he cashed a tom kim first round leader 28 to 1 this week uh you'll get all the darts plays all the college football plays all the nfl sides player props and totals it is a busy time of year in the Discord. Steve, are you having a great time in there? Absolutely. The only complaint I have is that we had to wait overnight, you know, a full de- a full 24 hours for that Tom Kim first round leader, but more than happy to uh, cash 28 to 1 there. So I, yeah, a, I, 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 I have I patience. Just, I was just going to say, it's, it's a little easier to wait when you've got a 28 to 1 casher guaranteed while some dopes have to finish up putting on 18. Uh, so that was nice to get home. A, a nice little uh, refresh to the bankroll for the NFL Sunday. Gentlemen, ladies, if you're listening, it has been a pleasure. And we will see you next week for Talladega. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be liable for damages related to its contents.